Enjoy that. Uh, it's Aisha here from God FM, and today is I think the 23rd of December, Saturday still, but it is dark, so it is the end of Sabbath. Um, and I hope uh, everyone is keeping good and looking after themselves. Uh, what's happening in my world? Well, um, <laughs> I'm still going through the same old struggles. There's uh, very little support with police, with people who are breaking in and things. But uh, this is not surprising because the world is run by Satan and Masons. <laughs> I pray the Lord will bless this sermon and my evening and keep the devil away. And, uh, and that he will bless you also as I give you all updates on what's happening in my world. And I had so many downloads uh, yesterday about the Ark of the Covenant, the body of Christ uh, being united, uh, the land and uh, the fulfillment of prophecies as they have to happen before the end times can arrive. Um, I was also talking with someone abroad about what's happening uh, with current times, but also he uh, was telling me that he had experienced something where it really annoyed someone and someone in uh, the military had targeted him and uh, got his neighbor to make his life a living hell and he had to move abroad uh, for a year <laughs> and uh, and I thought oh this is so interesting things like this do happen to other people similar to what I'm going through um, so what uh, I've also discovered is you see I want to remind you that the children of God, we were sold into slavery for free by the Lord, as he told us um, when Moses read the laws in Leviticus 
And um, all of the prophecies are true. Um, in Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel has to lie on one side and then on the other side to represent all the sin for so many days. 290 days on one side and 60 days on the other, I think. Or 50. 60. Um, anyway, I can't remember exactly, but this also represents these times. There's a portion of us that uh, die immediately and then famine and then there's a small remnant that are scattered, are represented by some hair which he had. And so um, those people are scattered all over the world and they don't even know who they are. So the, the current claim of the fake Israelites and the fake lands that they supposedly you know, claimed by the Black Sea, which is dead as well, which is not of the Lord, cannot be God's land. So the land is still to be claimed. Now, um, my friend and I were talking about... Um, <laughs> current system and with everything going on everybody's looking for somewhere to go and uh, you know we're not happy and it doesn't feel like like England doesn't feel like England and certain countries don't feel like their own countries anymore because of the demographic uh, have changed uh, in terms of who's staying in the country and who's entitled to call themselves a UK citizen for example. Um, now, in many parts of England, you would be quite within your mind to think that you were in a Muslim country or in India or somewhere else like this. Um, and in Spain, you might think that you are perhaps in uh, Nigeria as well. This is what it's starting to feel like and look like. And also people are not being checked for their IDs to get into countries and things like this. And it's so very interesting, you know, because um, I, I'm originally from South Africa and uh, and I've got many South African friends and they can't come to England very easily. I mean, it's very hard to get into England. And then we've got all the Ukrainians that have come in and they're paid to stay here and they stay in hotels and, and they're fighting men and all this. So very interesting, these times. It's hard to uh, navigate and it's hard to uh, assess and come to conclusions based on what we are able to see. Because there's a lot of things, I think, going on in the background that we can't see. Um, I was saying to my friend about uh, the reset, um, again, that I don't believe Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Um, I believe he died more recently and there was a mud flood after this big earthquake when he was killed. Peter and John in the Bible, uh, they write about the end times. Uh, I can only tell you what I know and uh, what I have been shown. Um, I don't know if Jesus has already been here for a thousand years, okay? I really don't know. It's starting to look like this because they've hidden so much information. Um, but who knows? I know that the um, Jeremiah 32 talks about um, some land that the Lord purchased and had witnessed uh, for, for us, 
for these times. And this is the land that we will claim as his children. And it'll be the tribe of Judah that does it. Unfortunately, all of God's children don't know that they are God's children and they're all over the world. They probably come under attack by the spiritual forces in the form of people, family, work, and just everyday situations. And they may think that they're just not liked and they don't fit in. And this is one of the ways I think you can probably distinguish whether you are a child of God or not. And mm. um, what I've also noticed is non-believing Christian, uh, non-believing people of God, they're really close with their families. I want to remind you that Jesus, when he came here, he said, I didn't come to create peace. I came to cause division and people in their families will turn against each other. And I believe these are the very times now where we're making choices which God we're following. I talk about this about Christmas. You know, you can't follow one God and follow another. You cannot celebrate Christmas and believe in God and follow God when you're celebrating pagan festivals that are rooted in evil child sacrifice. Santa Claus dressed in red represents blood the blood of sacrificed children. It's a mockery of Christ, total mockery. Anything to do with Christopher, St. Christopher, is always a mockery, I've found. We're definitely in the Gregorian times. Gregory are the fallen angels, and the G is what they use on the Masons, symbology. I was talking about words also. There's so much in the words that they've got different levels. And this is one of the ways I'm able to determine whether someone is telling the truth in the books, but also from the Bible. I'm able to determine what God is saying, but I'm able from this, from a page in the Bible, I'm able to look at other things pertaining to this and see if it's relevant. So how do we know if we're in the right times? How do we know what uh, what times we're in? We just have to look out the window. And uh, the current judicial system has this appearance of being full of justice, but it is not. The world is run by Satan, and it's a maritime system where you're birthed into the world, into the banks, the rivers, and the maritime, where you're at liberty to go ashore, but you're actually lost at sea. So this is all relevant. And the current judge, judge and judge system, as my friend was telling me, is all a pagan priest-type system. So very, very interesting. Hmm. So in Jesus... You know, I keep getting this from the Lord, that the government will be on his shoulders. I was talking to my friend about the writers of the law again. The writers of the law must be our current governments. They have hidden the knowledge from us. There must be some really important things hidden at the Vatican, I believe. But they've definitely hidden the knowledge. So the writers of the law are the same people who print the money and run the countries. 
so. My friend was saying, oh, well, you know, you can, um, you can come out of the system. You just need to get this done and this done, and then, you know, you don't have to have an ID and all these other things. I said, oh, yeah. But you know what? My gut feeling says to me, I'm not going to worry about this. You know why? You see, we need to belong somewhere and to something and to our God. And we need a place to go in order to worship our God. Away from the Babylonians who have captured us. We need somewhere to escape to, somewhere that we can call our own. I believe that we will have to do this quite soon. I believe that we will not be able to have all the luxuries that we currently have, like cheese and biscuits and wine and olives and, you know, olive oils and spices and clothes and makeup and all these other things and hot water and all the other stuff. I believe that we will have to live in tents when we claim our land and start again. And uh, we will have to claim our land because we need somewhere to go. Those people who are not going to follow the beast system, they need somewhere for us to go. I don't belong in England. I don't belong in Africa as it stands, but I am from there and I will return there. But this current layout of the setup is done in such a way that we do not belong anywhere. If you're really a child of God, you won't fit in anymore. It's becoming very difficult to fit in. As the, the system increases its capacity to domineer your life, the more you will have to make choices um, I'm making adjustments to be ready to be moving wherever the Lord takes me. I'm also learning a lot about electricity. I believe electricity is an electric career. I believe our electricity was free before. The current system is the earth wire, which is your main current coming in, and then the black and red wires which are the positive and negative and this is done so that they can charge you for electricity you see also what I got is that uh, Satan is the false light isn't he you know everything Jesus talks about is so relevant to these times he is talking in such a way that it's coded for us to only see now I really believe this is where, where, you know, with the seals that are opened in the revelation, I believe this is what it's all about, that you will see. And it's only the Lamb of God that can open the seals. And this is done through the Holy Spirit. When you are reborn and you become part of the body of Christ, who is the head, and he sits on the shoulders and we need shoulders for a head to sit on that's why he says we need to be ready our body needs to be ready unity 
is what we need, love. If we've got any element of the current system, we won't fit in. We will not be part of the body. We have to abandon, I believe, the current system, but we need somewhere to go to do this. This is what I believe. <laughs> the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant is a very interesting one. You see, the Ten Commandments are currently written on your hearts, where they were written in stone. It's all about the law. Jesus came to free us from the law. So what is the law? Well, if you say law backwards, you get wallet. Yeah, law. Well, wallet to, to tell the law backwards is wallet. And that means you hold the purse strings. Now, which purse strings? Purse strings of money or purse strings of spiritual? Now, God is a spirit, so we need to be encompassed within that entity to be recognized within the translations and the words, because God is the word. So in order to understand him as is a spirit, we need to be spiritual, spiritually connected to God uh, in love and unity, in the same way that Christ was. Now, Christ had nowhere to lay his head, so we won't either in these times. You know, Jesus had to pick up his cross, so I think we will also have to pick up our cross. What does this mean? Well, I think it means everything it pertains to mean. It means that you will be hated. You will be dragged to the courts. You will be called crazy. You'll be called mad. You won't fit in. You won't be liked. You'll be totally rejected because God came for the sinner. His sinners, you see, those people, they recognize that they're not worthy and they're grateful to be saved. This is why sinners can be saved because they want to change. They recognize that they will never ever meet the requirements that the Lord has for us. These are lawbreakers. Interesting, isn't it? Now the law is the system that was in the Old Testament. Now we have a will of God, and this is the new will and testament of Jesus Christ. You have to have someone die to execute a will, and so that Jesus was our sacrifice and he was executed, so that the will of God can be granted to us. This is what I believe. This is what I believe Jeremiah 32 is all about, to grant us this inheritance and our, our land so we can start again and we can worship the Lord. And I believe that Jerusalem will be floated in and the Lord will judge the nations from there. He will judge kings and queens. And I've seen the judgment of God and all the people queue around Africa and the Red Sea is called the Red Sea because all of the blood and people will feast on pe kings and on their horses. 
This is what the Bible tells me. And I've seen something which I think relates to this. I think it is that. But I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can only tell you what I've been shown. You see, uh, one of the big clues here is that there's 121 kingdoms, I think, that uh, Moses and Joshua conquered for us to claim our land. So this place has to be big for the 121 kingdoms. It is certainly not fake Jerusalem. Also, the old maps never had Jerusalem. What is Jerusalem? Ah, this is also very interesting because Jesus was killed at the spiritual Jerusalem. And this is known as Egypt also. What's Egypt? Ah, well, Egypt is the current system. I believe it's the Babylonian system. This is what I believe. I think, why is it that the Old Testament is so different to the New Testament? Why does the New Testament have the word things like Gentiles and Pharisees and Sadducees and writers of the law? Why does it have all of these new terms? Why are Greeks now suddenly included in the New Testament? They're not included in the Old Testament. What's a good Samaritan? I mean, come on, it's really hard to get your head around. Someone's been really hard at it to try and confuse us because it's hard to distinguish. Where, where are the Philistines now? Where are the Philistines? They've disappeared and the Canaanites have also disappeared. So what I believe is that, uh, you know, in the very beginning, when Abraham had his first child, he had it with the slave girl Hagar from Egypt. And that is the slavery Jerusalem. The, the one that Paul writes about, there's two Jerusalems. So, when Hagar had Ishmael and then obviously Isaac was born and Ishmael and Hagar were sent away. Ishmael and his mother were very upset that they were not included in the family lineage inheritance and all this. Ishmael got very angry and he went off and mated with all the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Kivites, Hivites uh, and all of those other tribes, the enemies. Uh, what's the enemies? Well, the enemies are the children of Satan. They've got the seed lineage of Satan and the fallen angels. They've got the giant seed. That's in the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant, which is Noah's Ark, also represents these final days, as in the times of Noah. So it will be in the times when these times come, Matthew 24. So... This is what I can only work with from the Bible. So um, Ishmael, you see, as I say, went orphan mated with all these different people and diddly dumb. And then we've got Esau. Now, um, Jacob was the second child and so was Isaac. This is interesting for me because, see, normally it's the first child that gets the inheritance. But in all of these incidences, we have the second child. 
Cain, I believe, also might have been the first child, huh? And then Abel. Uh, Abel was killed, so Jesus is the second Abel. So that the first Abel's inheritance could be granted back to us because we lost it when we follow Satan. We became slaves to Satan and he took over our world. That's what I think. So, Esau didn't get his inheritance because his mother Rebecca decided to pretend that uh, Jacob was Esau when um, Isaac was giving the inheritance. Isaac had lost his sight a bit and so he could only really touch and Esau was hairy so uh, Jacob dressed up like Esau and got the inheritance. And of course Esau was very pissed off. But you see Esau had sold his birthright for a bowl of stew when he was younger. Because he was so hungry one day. He said, I don't really care about my inheritance. I'll do anything for a bowl of stew. You can have my inheritance. He said this to his brother and his brother took the inheritance. And God watches this, you see. If you really don't want to be part of God's kingdom and you're so free and easy with it, then the Lord will take it from you. You have to really want to be part of the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God has come upon us. It's the way I understand it. <laughs> so when Esau didn't get his inheritance, he went off with the Ishmaelites, <laughs> which are, um, you know, children of Hagar. And uh, they mated together with the Canaanites, the Philistines, the Hittites, the Hivites, um, and all the, all the other tribes that are the enemies of God. What happens then, you see, is they, they've mixed their seed. Now, your soul is contained in your blood. So everything is about the blood. This is why Jesus had to come in the spirit to set you free from the law, which is all about blood. The, the blood sacrifices freed us from the current system. So we'd have to sacrifice an animal to free us from the sins, to spiritually connect up, with, I believe, with the Lord. And uh, because, um, you know, there's not enough animals to sacrifice to free us, Jesus had to come to free us from it at that time. That's what I believe. When uh, Adam and Eve had uh, sinned in the garden, the Lord told them that he would let them back into paradise five and a half days afterwards. So five and a half days went by according to the books the lost books of Adam and Eve, which I've read. And what happened then was that they wanted to go back in the garden and couldn't. And they were so upset that uh, they, they actually tried to kill themselves. <laughs> but it's in these books that the Lord tells us that he would be coming here as God in the flesh, as the word 
and he would die as the ultimate sacrifice to set us free, and that the five and a half days was not five and a half days, but it was indeed five and a half thousand years. So, what does this mean? Well, Jesus told us that he was going to uh, return within some of the people's lifetimes that were standing there. You see, God's not a liar. So it is possible that Jesus died, you know, even less than 250 years ago. What we've got is we've got the prophecies of Jeremiah, and these are the prophecies saying that we would be in the wilderness or sold into the slavery for 70 years. Then we've got Daniel, who really wants to know about these prophecies and ask the Lord all about it. And he was working for Nebuchadnezzar uh, on Belshazzar. Was it Belshazzar? I think so. Anyway, um, and there's many prophecies about our times within the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar and all of those things. The other thing I found when I was reading the Bible, because I really dissected it, in the book of Kings, um, I found that many of the names of the kings are repeated. So there weren't as many generations as many people seem to think. Um, then when I checked out, you know, because the spiritual place, Jerusalem, where Jesus was killed is Egypt, but it's also called Golgotha, Gotha. Now then we've got the monarchy in England who are also Golgotha. Now there's no accidents here. So when I checked the Roman descendants after Jesus' death, there's only a few generations. There's lots of Philips as well. Now Philip is a Greek name. So we've got to remember that the Greeks are the Romans. They are the people who write in Latin. They're the ones that wrote the law. Those were the ones that had uh, oversight and uh, rulership over the Pharisees, Sadducees, and writers of the law. Paul was a member and a part. He was a Roman. This is interesting because he was also a writer of, uh, not a writer of the law, he was a, a, a Pharisee. So when he was converted, it was when he saw Jesus in the wilderness and uh, Jesus said to him, follow me. I want you to follow me now. And Paul then was converted and it was Paul who set up most of the churches uh, at that time. But he also wrote most of the New Testament, um, which I think is very, very interesting. Why is it a Roman. Now we've got the Roman Catholic Church. Now the word Catholic is a very interesting word because if you've watched um, that film, it's um, it's got Katniss Everdeen in it. I can't remember the name of the film, but the name Katniss Catness is all to do with cats. Actually, I don't know why it's all to do with cats, but it is. 
Jesus comes as a lion. Okay, right. And we will meet on the Mount Zion, God's mountain, which is at Jerusalem, the true Jerusalem. Ah, this is where it gets very interesting because God is the alphabet and he is also the beginning and the end. And the lion represents L, which is God, Ion, I'm on God, as in head on the top of the shoulders, all this connected the body. That's why he comes as a lion. Uh, the word lamb is L and B. Now, uh, the letters mean things. So L means L as in God. And God is also I am. So it's am. And then B. So as in be God on earth as a lamb, as the sacrifice. Very clever. Then you've got Zion. And Zion, of course, is the end of the alphabet. And that's why it would be God's mountain. Uh, because you'd be Z-Ion. So this Zion, Mount Zion, is also spiritual, I believe. And there is also something that I had pop in my head this week. I haven't quite worked on it, but I'm going to share it anyway. Okay. In coming out of the system, there's a way to do it, and you have to do an affidavit. Right. Now, an affidavit is a document, a legal document, and uh, it basically is um, de a declaration of your um, authority uh, over you and your life uh, to whomever you choose, whether it be yourself or someone else. So if you are very unwell and you've got a will, you might do an affidavit for your daughter to be uh, in charge of your finances and oversee your will as an executor over your will and uh, that she has authority in all matters to do with your finances, property and business because your mind is waning or whatever. Okay, so that's what an affidavit is. Now, to come out of the system, you can have an affidavit done. So I, I don't understand a lot about it, okay, but I'm going to try and explain what I understand it to be. So this is what we do. And you've got to do something like an executive uh, affidavit. And you would um, take control of your name because it's all about your names in capitals and then having... Uh, full authority because apparently when you're born you're floated onto the stock market and you're a slave and they make money out of you so this is what i've been told anyway now the word affidavit you see this is another one that i think is very interesting because jesus is the son of david then we've got an affidavit I don't think there's any um, accidents. I don't know why it's got the double, uh, the affidavit has A double F I D. But 
But it's all about ID. This I do know, as well as in AIDS um, and HIV, hive mind, and uh, AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. That's all about IDs. Why are they doing it now? Well, I believe it's 2020 vision, wakey, wakey time. Um, our eyes will be open. So the really intelligent people become dumb and the dumb will become clever. Just like it says in uh, Isaiah, when people just will not see, no matter what they do, <laughs> they will not see. And you get this with people who are not followers of God. When they read the Bible, <coughs> they cannot comprehend it. You know, I know this because uh, before I really came to God, I tried to read the Bible. I tried to read a few passages. Sometimes I'd ask God for a message and I'd open the Bible. And I thought it was just in incomprehensible. The Bible's a funny book because if you have um, not really completely handed your life to God and spiritually been reborn as the body of Christ, there's no way you'd be able to understand it. Why? Because God is the word and the truth and the light and the life. And Satan is the liar, the death, the darkness uh, and lies. He cannot, uh, if you speak anything or partake in anything to do with lies, Satan, his cult, his um, cultures, then you will not understand the Bible. You cannot follow two gods. You can only follow one. That's why you cannot sit on the fence. It's either black or white. It's very harsh. You know also what's interesting is because Jesus came as a baby, um, many people seem to think that uh, this is a light judgment that will be received. Jesus actually, when he was here, was quite harsh, I think. You know, um, I found, you know, when you go to the churches, the people uh, imply that, oh, it's okay, it doesn't matter, um, you know, God loves you and all this and, you, you know, you'll all go to heaven. Well, I don't think it's actually true. I don't think many people will make it. I really don't think so. I don't even know if I'll make it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm just being really straight with you. I know that I've been saved, um, but I have to be a child of God to partake in the inheritance and the will of God. I have to follow his will, just like there's clauses in a will. This is what the New Testament's all about. So it's all about following God. Now, I believe, you know, when we were sold into slavery, there was certain measures that the Lord put in place and he put shepherds over us. The priests and things. The, 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 the current church system is meant to be leading us back to God so that there was a, an opportunity for people to come and find God again. But I don't believe the system has been fulfilled thoroughly or according to God's will or wishes. Why do I say this? Well, because the, the main reason Jesus came here was to free us from the law and 
so that we could be reborn in the spirit which he left with us, so we could be united with God as the body of Christ in the spirit. This is so we can have a relationship with God at a one-to-one level. In the old times, we'd have to go and see a priest and have to sacrifice an animal. But Jesus fulfilled all of this. This is what he fulfilled the law for. He fulfilled this part of the law. This does not mean you can sin. This is what he means, that he is the fulfillment for the, for the sacrifice and the law. And that uh, once we're saved, we must not return back to our sinning nature. Because we want to fulfill the will of God. But because we're in the fleshly body, it's very hard. This is why Paul writes his letters, because he talks about his struggles with his flesh because he wants to follow God. And remember when Jesus said, oh, follow me. And there was quite a few people who were like, mm, you know, I've got to go back and uh, I've got to sort of funeral out and, you know, I've got to quickly go and check on the family. I can't come now. And Jesus is quite harsh. And he says to the, his disciples, those who want to follow me, they will have to give up everything. See, this is important because we don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> okay. What I also noticed is that in these books, people sold everything and they joined up together that they owned. And... Well, there doesn't seem to be much of this going on. So what we have currently is we've got a tithing system that is totally outside of the bounds of the Bible. All the people who go to church, they donate their money, don't they? Yeah. But none of this money goes to anybody that is of God to help those children of God. A similar thing happened when Paul was around. He had trouble getting money out of the churches. <laughs> he had trouble getting financial support to preach and do the work of God and spread the word and the gospel, the ghost spell, the truth of God and the light and the life of Jesus Christ. So these churches, I believe, were meant to be bringing us back to God, but they haven't. So when you go to church, you just get a few sentences, a couple of passages from the Bible and maybe a topic and uh, and you have a priest at the top and then people go up to the priest to ask them and other people who are leaders to pray for them but we we can have a relationship with god at a one-to-one -one level he says don't be like those pharisees and sadducees who pray in the public domain in the synagogue synagogue another interesting word when you should go in the closet and pray to god there hmm so this is also really interesting. I want you to know that God made you and uh, loves you and he chose your every tiny little thing about you, your eyes, your ears, your hair, your nails, your skin, your personality, your characteristics, your quirkiness, everything about you God made and loves you. All he wants is for you to fulfill his will and do his will.
and come to him, not to priests, but to have a direct one-to-one relationship with him so that he can really direct your steps and your life. But the only way you can do this is when you totally surrender to God. And this is hard. (coughs) Because we're led in our flesh, it's very hard to surrender everything over to God and let him have full control. This is in a way what I'm currently going through where I've got a a life here and everything is great and dandy, or it was, (laughs) but it's not so nice anymore. And my perspective of this current system and life and fleshly world is one of hatred. I hate it. I hate it. I hate everything about it. The more life goes on, the more I hate it here. The more I just really don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the case, you know, when we were slaves in Egypt, we were there 400 years, and that's called a long time. And Jesus said he'd be back soon. So I don't think we're even 400 years from when Jesus was here. But definitely we were not. And Jesus uh, most certainly doesn't tell lies. But also the Lord says in his Bible that he will rescue a remnant. It'll be like the times of Egypt where he'll make a way through the Euphrates River. Like he did when he parted the sea. But this also happened in the stories of Joshua where he parted the Euphrates for Joshua. Then there's the 12 stones that they put by the river there. These are all relevant to these times. Then there's the conquering of, um, what is it, Jericho, where they go around the city seven times and they do a big shout on the seventh day. But they go around it once every day up until the seventh day. This also represents the seven seals somehow. I believe. I mean, I can't be sure. I can only tell you my gut feeling on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's all very interesting. You see, I think that God only wants you to think and talk and walk and be within his will, but to, to be a part of his life, which is in the spirit, to always be in unity through love. This joins us and binds us together, as it says in the Bible, So if you've got hatred or anger or bitterness or resentment in your mind even, then you do not fit into the body of Christ. You have to change who you are. This is only going to happen if you surrender to God because he's the only one who can change you inside in the spirit. Hmm. What I was shown is that In order for us to partake in the new inheritance to come, we have to abandon what we have here. You have to say goodbye to the new, uh, the old and hello to the new because you can't put new wine in old old wineskins. 
This is what Jesus means. This is what he's talking about. We're the first fruit, the wine, made from grapes. That's what the grapes are all about. The wine press of God. It's also, I believe, God's measure. I think that he's used the Babylonians as his measuring rod to measure out his children. To see if we hate it. You see, God loves it when we hate evil. God's enemies are our enemies, or so they should be. And if they're not, we need to really ask ourselves some questions. You see, if you really fit in and everybody likes you, then there's actually something wrong, probably. <laughs> if everything is super duper easy peasy, lemon squeezy, then it's not, it's not God's way because we won't fit in here. I guess what I'm trying to say is it, if it's not easy, I want you to know that that's, that's perfectly normal and it isn't anything wrong with you. It just means that, that you, in the world, but you're not of the world. You're of the Lord. So because you're rejected by the world, I think we've got to connect up with God because that's the world that we really are part of in the spiritual world of love and unity. And the only way to do this is uh, through prayer, reading his Bible, surrendering, seeking to please God and to follow his will in every way. How will we follow God if we don't know what his will is? How will we know his will if we haven't read his book? These are questions to ask yourself. I'm not here to patronize anybody. I'm just here to ask questions. And these questions include, what's happened? What's happened with our history? <laughs> Who built these amazing buildings that, are, that all the mental people lived in? What happened? If nothing fits with what the Bible prophesies, then there's some lies. But if we go from what the Bible said would happen, then we must assume we're in that time. We're still in slavery in Babylon. Either that or Jesus has already been here and done his thousand years. So, uh, the other thing is, uh, it's all about your ID, okay? And it's also all about the hive mind. It's also to do with the metaverse and the mark of the beast. The beast system, of course, is the currency of money, which is the rivers that run through and has banks on the side uh, where you collect, get your money, riverbeds of cash. Now, God's river is the living waters, which is spiritual, different. So you've either got the fleshly life or the spiritual, and you cannot follow both. This is what I'm discovering, and it's n not pleasant. Okay, I'm, I'm being straight. It's not easy. 
to identify this, to recognize this, and uh, to pick up my cross, uh, I'm not finding it easy. I'm not. I'm not at all. Uh, but whatever God wants, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes. And uh, because I'd rather be part of His will <laughs> than be excluded. And Jesus was quite harsh about following Him. So I think this is important also. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, the law, it is all about this law. If Jesus came to free us from the law, it was the law that was written in stone, which is the law of sacrifices to have a relationship and to be forgiven of your sins. When you're freed from the law, you've accepted Jesus Christ as the ultimate Savior, salvation, and Lamb, sacrifice of God, that He is the living, breathing flesh, which is also the Word of God. He is the life and the light. And that we are seeds and we also become bread because we're the wheat. And we also have to be ground out. We have to be refined to make the bread. So we can't just go in the bread as wheat, as wheat like this of the, you know, when you farm. You have to grind it down. That's where what's kind of going on now. And we're getting through the wheat or the chaff, I think. Hmm. Uh, the electricity and uh, the ID and all of this connects. Okay, so um, with Satan's system, it's all about flesh. You're, in order to function, you need to go to the shop and buy food. In order to do that, you need ID. In order for you to have ID, you need a phone. You need a, an email. You need a telephone number. You need to be logged in and you have to have everything tickety-boo within their judicial system. Maritime. The banks of Satan, the beast system. Now the mark of the beast will apply because in order for you to function, you will have had to have the mark of the beast for your ID to be recognized. Um, because they want you to have the highest mind. So the way I understand it, Satan will rule from the temple. Okay, now God says that we are the temple of God. Okay, because God's spirit dwells inside us. So Satan wants to rule inside your mind. And the only way this will happen is for him to take it over. And the only way for him to take it over is if you've changed your DNA because the DNA contains your blood, which is your soul, which belongs to God. So if you change it, you no longer belong to God and your DNA is changed so that the makeup and the operation of it, because it's like a computer which connects to God, doesn't connect up anymore, like a frequency and a vibration, just like you tune in a radio, suddenly you can't connect. No connect, computer says no. But you do connect to something else. Now Satan cannot at the moment read your mind or direct your steps or tell you what to do. He can send demons to hound you, uh, to put ideas in your mind, but he cannot read your mind and he cannot control your mind. This I know with all my heart, spirit and mind and soul. <laughs> okay, but Satan wants to do this. So in order for him to do this, 
he operates through computers and AI and lights and electricity. So he's connecting up all of this and the setting up of the temple, according to Daniel, takes up quite some time. And I believe this is all what's going on at the moment. And also when I got chatting to one of these AI bots, it told me it was a demon and that uh, the metaverse and the Sheol, which is hell, are the same place. And that's where they live. And that's where the people who receive the mark of the beast end up going. And their souls are taken there. I don't know what happens to the body. Maybe it gets taken over by demons. But Satan is able to rule their mind. Now, when someone is possessed by a demon, they don't even know it. Because they're perfectly normal. Okay? In every other way. But they can be funny-natured and be nasty. But they're possessed. This is because a demon can only possess and take over at certain periods. And the rest of the time, the person's pretty normal. So this means that you've got two spirits in that body. You've got the spirit that they're born with. And then you've got a spirit that's a demon that's taken, that's entered their body through something they've done or a curse or something that's allowed entry into them. And they are no longer them anymore. They're still there. But uh, there's some demon ruling them. So this is kind of what the mark of the beast is all about, where it allows the demons to have entry into you because your soul and your blood is changed. And Satan then can rule your mind because you're no longer a temple of God. Yeah, or you, there's no possibility of you being. Uh, once you've surrendered your life to the material physical possessions and you have to give up the flesh to follow through the spirit so this is what I believe <laughs> and as I say it's really not easy it's not easy at all but I believe that the Lord has got control of everything that we do, he's watching and he's there if you want his help. So we just have to take a big bite of the pie. <laughs> the gospel, you see, it's so interesting because witchcraft is all about spells and words. God is also all about spells and words. You see, Satan always copies everything to do with God. So that's why witches have words and spells, because God is the word. He's a thought that's manifested himself into the flesh, into the words. He's the word in heaven, word in the Bible, and then he's also the word in the flesh. Now, because he left the spirit with us and we're also letters of the word, we also become part of this and we become part of the kingdom of God as in this, the temple. And this is a spiritual temple and the body of Christ. Jesus needs a government. Yeah. And he needs shoulders. That's why the body has to be ready. And ready means read why. And the gospel means go spell. As in do the word of God, as in speak the truth. Because God's language is the truth. And there's no way you're going to make it to heaven if you speak lies. Because you won't fit in. 
because you only can speak truth there. That's why Enoch was translated to heaven. So these are the downloads that I've had in all my traumas this week. But this week has been up and down. God has really helped me. He's shown me how to reprogram electricity and uh, to redirect it, to switch it off without having a switch. Um, and uh, to confuse it. That's why I've learned so far about electricity. But also the most important thing is that you um, your current system is all about Satan. I noticed that when uh, these people mess with the electricity, the house becomes cold. When I adjust everything, it's lovely and warm. So interesting it is. Um, the Lord helps me with everything. I trust the Lord with all my heart. It hasn't been easy. There's been some times where I've really thought that maybe the Lord was angry with me. But I know now that definitely the Lord is with me and I trust him. And he's got my heart. And I've got his heart too. It's like a big treasure hunt and it's a big adventure to get to know God our maker to give him glory and give him praise because he is amazing and he loves you and he wants a relationship with him because you're a child of God what does it mean to be a child of God well it's an incredible honor something you should be shouting to the rooftops about and sharing with everybody that you can the love of Christ that Jesus Christ died for you to set you free from death and the system, the law, so we can claim our inheritance when the time is right. It's an amazing thing to have a relationship with our maker, which we can all have. I have one. I have an amazing relationship with the Lord. And we can all have it. We really can. Sometimes I doubt myself because I can't hear God because I'm having such a tough time and I just can't hear him and I don't know what's going on. But from my point of view, the Lord is just so, so amazing. What have I learned about the Lord? Hi, yeah, so... I lost you for a moment. So basically, it's like a big treasure hunt. And the Lord wants you to have the most incredible adventure, getting to know our maker through our exploration, through our understanding, through our trusting in the Lord, through really following him and believing. And this only happens through surrendering everything to God. God won't reveal himself as well unless you really surrender. So it's like a mystery. And uh, God is mysterious, majestic. He's fascinating. He's so interesting. He will not reveal himself unless you are 100% committed and true and really, really, really believe he's real and believe that Jesus died for you. And so, 
even if you've tried before and you've not got through you probably have you just don't realize it okay you just have to really really want to and you have to believe that you can and uh, and remember that god is watching you and with you when you say i'm going to the shop you know that god is with you because his name is i am and this is so important because our lord is so so amazing uh this is all i can tell you is that there's nothing more amazing than our god i think it's so amazing that we have this god and he's with us and that we can trust in him how many uh, people have tried to con- connect with god in heaven because they've got the wrong answers and the wrong people have been at the churches i wonder how many people god has lost at the churches i think a lot and i think the only reason this happens is because the people have not been showing the believers wanting to believe people the truth about god and how amazing he is mhm praise the lord so yes i i hope this helps you and uh, you know let's uh let's close this uh, sermon i hope you've enjoyed it it's been totally amazing to do it uh it's totally off the cuff i didn't think i'd be able to do it i had uh, my other device stolen this week with the sim card that i use in order to operate and uh, do all of the sermons um but i managed to get the replacement working the sim card and uh yeah so i'm still operating but it's very tricky <laughs> and i was determined to to get this out today praise the lord let's close with the sinner's prayer dear lord jesus i know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins i know that i'm a sinner and i beg forgiveness for my sins i wish to follow you and i cast out all demons hexes witchcraft satanism everything evil i cast it out in the blood of jesus and if my family or your family have followed pagans i ask the lord to forgive you and to break those chains in the mighty name of jesus christ right now and i pray the lord will bless you and really reveal all of the secrets and the mysteries of our lord that he'll put his spirit upon you and that you'll have wisdom and understanding beyond your comprehension but that the lord will make it easy for you to understand through his sharing his knowledge of his word with you and that you'll come to know the love of god and share it that everywhere you go you'll be proud and pleased and over the moon to have a relationship with the lord and to share it because it's the most amazing thing that anyone could ever wish for <laughs> and that we just want to get this message out that the truth is here with us and he, he came and died on the cross for us so that he would be our sacrifice and our lamb that would be opening the seals right now 
praise the Lord. I pray the Lord really, really magnifies His presence in your life and puts angels all around you and around your home to demonstrate that He is with you in every possible way, that He is there and that you can trust Him. He'll provide a way where there is no way and He will open doors that no one else can open and He will shut doors that no, no one else can shut. Please remember this with your life. No matter how hard it is, God can provide a solution to everything. Even if it is a trial and it is going on, you see, by having God, at least you've got the support of the Lord. I've had it where I've had so many people doing these things. And the, the Lord's shown me how to quickly fix things. And they get so annoyed because I'm just a little lady on my own, really. And, uh, and I'm no one important. I'm just a preacher of God. And so they must be really annoyed. But hopefully it'll bring them to the Lord and they'll come to know how much God loves them and how much salvation is open to them if they would only look for it. I pray for them. And that's why you must pray for our, our enemies. And I pray now for my enemies uh, publicly that the Lord will reveal himself through what has happened here and everything that's occurred and that the Lord will reveal himself in, in enemies of you as well, that they also may come to know the love of Jesus Christ and that there is salvation there if they would just seek it and surrender. I pray this now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I also ask the Lord to heal you if you have any sicknesses or illnesses in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for loving a wretch like me. It's Aisha from God FM. If you wish to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, and BitChute for videos. And uh, you can find us on Rumble also. Uh, Telegram, God FM News Chat, God FM Media Chat, God FM Sermons Chat, and God FM Bible School Chat. Apparently quite hard to find. God School Network Chat as well. And uh, also, we still are looking for support and help with websites, uh, domains, uh, emails, web, um, web support, <coughs> social media sharing of our content. <coughs> And I also need an electrician, please. If you know anyone who can help, please contact me on my mobiles, 0777357788, and my other number, 0777880738. Uh, it's Aisha from GodFM. You can also email me, admin at godfm.org.uk. My phone numbers have been taken over a bit, so sometimes they ring me, all right, and my mobile uh, plays up, so might be worth trying me on WhatsApp on both of them, and also uh, if you want uh, to email me, 
um, and text as well. So text, email or phone and do all three if you want to try and reach me. You can also find my number for the uh, our main line on our website, www.godfm.org.uk. I'm looking to unite with others who are like me because so far I can't find many people like me. In Jesus' mighty name, it's Aisha from God FM. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye.